When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Liar. I just thought I'd throw that in for the hell of it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Lies. Um, McDonald's is adding a strawberry shortcake McFlurry tomorrow. So what's that for? Is that, is that a special occasion thing or something? Yeah, I think it's limited. It um, like it won't be around for very long. If you've already uh, torn through that Easter candy, something else sweet is on the horizon. Starting tomorrow, McDonald's will have a new McFlurry on its menu, a strawberry shortcake McFlurry. Now, I always did like strawberry shortcake as a kid. Do you think it'll be even close? I think it'll be so good because I love I love strawberry shakes and strawberry stuff. Yep. Yes, and oh, that's one thing I like. Oh, I, I got to tell you something very quickly before I continue because... Yeah, Tom, way to pay attention, buddy. So a bunch of stuff came up. I was going to start uh, um, MN Fat Loss yesterday, and then a bunch of stuff came up that I'm not going to be able to do it this week, so I'm going to start next Monday. And I sent like five emails to MN Fat Loss to alert them that I wouldn't be starting this week, and I kept getting uh, these these messages back saying, why haven't you done this, this, and this? I'm like, I was uh, texting a site, not a person. That's pretty oh. smart, don't you think? So they never got any of my text messages because I was texting a, a site. It wasn't a person, so it just never showed. The only reason I knew that is after about the sixth or seventh time I said, I'm going to start next Monday, not this Monday. I got a, finally got an email, I suppose, from the head of, I don't know, emailing or whatever the hell it's called. But uh, it said, basically, in a nice, even tone, listen, dumbass. You're responding to a, a website, not a human being. They will not answer you. So they finally had to tell me they were not going to answer because there are no humans there. You know what? I feel like we just lost that endorsement. They're like, we cannot work with this guy. He keeps writing too our stupid. He's too dumb. It's too stupid. We can't have him do it. But yeah, yeah so I'm going to have to call them after the show today and say, sorry, I've been trying to reach you for a few days, but actually, I, I went. I went a bad route to try to reach I just assumed you could leave messages there, but you cannot. So we're going to handle that, but things are looking good. We like that. So uh, back to the Strawberry Shortcake McFlurry, which will not be on my diet, I'm assuming. I, what do you I think, think? Yeah. I, you know, maybe it's one of those ones you kind of can save up points. I don't know. But, oh, I love a good, like, just give me a, two bites. I'll take two bites, and then I can live my life. But if that's in my head, I've got to yep. have it. 
I understand. It's their normal vanilla soft serve with strawberry-flavored clusters. Oh, and by the way, I should mention before I move on, that's what made me think of MM Fat Loss, is you're supposed to eat a lot of berries on that, like blackberries, blueberries, and Yum. strawberries. Ah! See, I think you could rationalize it. I got that. I got no problem with that whatsoever. I love berries, man. Uh, shortbread cookies. Now, there won't be shortbread cookies, I'm assuming. I doubt that. I love shortbread cookies. You like those? Oh, yeah. Anything that's buttery, for sure yep. I'm in. Good point. It is the buttery thing, isn't it? Uh, they've actually had it on the menu in Singapore for a while, but it's the first time they're selling it in the United States. It'll be available at participating locations nationwide. But it's a spring thing, so it's only around for a limited time. When they took a photo of it and sent it, so i got to check this out. i got to scroll down. It looks terrible. Does it? Yeah, it's. it looks like it's kind of like... I mean, I... I know it's going to be delicious and I'm going to, I'd like to try one. Yeah. But it's in a clear glass and it just, I don't it looks like it was, it looks like there may be, it's somebody's muscle and there's a bleeding part of it. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, that's not ideal. <sighs> I don't get the synthetic weird treats that people like. You know, the McFlurries of the world. Skittles? Why would you ever eat Skittles when tarama- tiramisu exists at the same time as Skittles, uh, but people eat Skittles? Why would yep. you do that to yourself? My husband is a garbage person. Like, he loves that Skittle. If I have any of that in the house, he'll eat it. I have no, I'm with you. I have no interest. I'm not for, I don't care. Like, Skittles aren't going to get me out of bed. I don't care mm-hmm. about them. I've got to be honest with you, though. If we're going to be honest about this, I love tiramisu, but I love M&M's too, man. Yeah, M and M's are a little more yeah. classic. I feel like I could I could mm-hmm. eat some M and M's, but again, I don't know if I would. It wouldn't like get me to go downstairs. I would have to be there'd have to be something better. Yeah, no, M and M's is right up there, and, and, and I don't think there's a bad version of an M and M. No, the, the no, you're right. Peanut M and M's, peanut butter M and M's, caramel M and M's, so good, so good, phenomenal, no question about it. And by the way, I just was sent a picture. Justin just sent me a picture of you with a huge bag. Pouring it into your mouth, Brittany. So don't try to make up <laughs> that you wouldn't eat that. Give me a break. Here's the thing. To Justin, that would be foreplay. Me dumping a bunch of candy <laughs> in my mouth. He is. He's so funny because he's so highbrow about That's so many nice. random things. But it's so how the neighbors and everyone knows that Justin, his, him and sweets, he is, and especially like Sour Patch Kids and crap on crap. He just loves that like little kid stuff. Him and... Our neighbor yeah. Josie will just fight over just the grossest stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is not good news at the end here. Uh, McDonald's ice cream machines are notorious for breaking down, yeah. by the way. So if you want to make sure. You, oh, so you knew this? Oh, yeah. That's like a big thing. In if you go to uh, McDonald's, they'll be like, the ice cream machine's broken. And then there's a whole conspiracy really? of, is it? Or are they just done with it today? They don't want to clean it. It says here, so if you want to make sure you can get one, check the website first. A few years back, someone launched the site McBroken.com that tells you if your local McDonald's ice cream machine is working or not. They have an actual website. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At any given time, 10% of them are out of service. Did you know that? Yeah, and then on top of that, there was a whole lawsuit because employees were saying that stuff was broken that wasn't. And the companies that made them were like, we're sick of having this bad rep. So then they put in a chip that would say if it um, was actually broken or not. Um, So, yeah, there was a whole thing about that. 
I just saw a headline, and I guarantee you that every lame-ass morning show in America is going to be making a comment on this. And I guarantee you they're all going to say the exact same thing. Here's the headline. Kim Kardashian is joining American Horror Story Season 12. Uh Uh-oh. 99.9%. 99.9%. Actually, they misspelled that. It's not H-O-R-R-O. It's W-H-O-R-E. I guarantee you it's going to be on every radio station in America. What do you think? I wonder if she's... Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I wonder if she'll make a good actress, because I don't know if I've no. seen her in too many things where she's been acting. Uh, well, she'll do anything for money, that's obvious. And it started with her money, do, her mother doing anything for money. Well, she's been pretending to be interesting for 20 years now, yeah. so... Yeah. She might be okay. I don't know. I, just, I, I don't spend a lot of time... I guess at first, when they first popped up in the scene, I, but I, I only lasted a couple of times, and I went, these people are morons. My God, that... I mean, they, they're billionaires, so they're not too stupid, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's more about you'll do anything for money than being smart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I got a little... I, I, I get that they are, they're annoying and we shouldn't be putting them up on pedestals. But, you know, I guess maybe being downtown Minneapolis at a time... This was, you know, 10 years ago when I was having to be down there for work a lot and doing uh-huh. rock nights and bar gigs and stuff. And seeing when one of the Kardashians would come to town, yeah. how many people, how much of an influx of money would come into Minneapolis because if they came to a bar and just hung out for an hour, it was 10 grand to get them in the door, but the bartenders all made a minimum of a thousand dollars in tips. The bar was packed. They would, they would charge, you know, 50 bucks to a hundred bucks a head to even get in the door to say you were in a club with one of the Kardashians. It was people who were driving Ubers, who were picking up people. It was, there was this kind of cottage industry that sprung up around them. So you're right. They are annoying and I hate the show and I think it's gross and it's so American that we put them on a pedestal, but they really do get the needle moving when it comes to, you know, taxes and when it comes to, you know, infrastructure, when it gets to, you know, and they really do. It's sad, but it's so true. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I don't have like an anti-Kardashian feel. I mean, I think, I think they just it, they were. You can say they work hard, and I think that or, or they can. You can or can't say they work hard. I think I think they they do. They seem like they're people that are constantly trying to co- you know create businesses. But I would say the main thing is they were lucky in their timing. They were there was a there was a void in the celebrity of like what people wanted to see, and they came up right at that time, and they were lucky. And you're right, Tom. They were money driven, and they still are. And I don't know if I want to be the Kardashians, but I don't get like they don't. I don't. I don't initially go ah screw them. I'm not. I don't care. Well, the only problem I had with it, they did use the name of one of the lawyers that was involved in a double murder case with O.J. Simpson. That is a little unseemly to me. Not great. No, not great. Did you guys watch the O.J. Simpson Made in America miniseries? Yeah. yeah. There's a great line. That, is, it, <laughs> is it Robert Schwimmer? Who's from Friends? Michael Schwimmer? What's his name? Um, David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer. David, yeah. Schwimmer, David Schwimmer, Schwimmer, Schwimmer plays uh, Kardashian, the lawyer. Yeah. And at some point, they're, they're at the funeral of O.J. Simpson, of Nicole Brown Simpson. Uh-huh. And they, he, Robert's there, and he has a bunch of the, his girls are all running around, which you don't know are the Kardashians. They don't say it. Yeah, but, but you at, know. But at some point, there's like, they're running around and they're making noise. And Robert Kardashian looks over at uh, his daughters and he goes, "Girls, we are Kardashians, not attention seekers." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's phenomenal. Yeah, that's perfect right yeah. there. No question about it. 
I will tell you, many, 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 many years ago, obviously, at this point, I did not meet him, but I was around him in the same room with him. O.J. Simpson might be the dumbest human being I have ever been around. I mean, doesn't that feel so obvious? uh, He just seems dumb. And, like, when he got out and he got back into prison, and then when he got out and he posts things, it's like, oh, just go away. Go away. That's what I told Judd Zolgad, but he just won't do it. I know. We're working on it. <laughs> yeah, I just texted him because he hasn't popped up yet. I'm like, uh, oh, he hasn't? Yeah, I'm like, you did tell us 9 a.m. from here on out, right, bud? I, yeah, because he has not popped up yet. So uh, I will definitely let you know when he's on the stream yard. Can I just call him Jay-Z from now on so it sounds like a rapper? <sighs> Please do. Jay-Z with us, ladies and gentlemen. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I never thought that though. his initials are pretty cool. Jay-Z's pretty good. I mean, mine's B.A., which I think is badass. So that's mine's not... T.B., which is tuberculosis. Which isn't great. Is which is not great. You don't want to be <laughs> T.B. positive. No. I guess not. What no. are you going to do? Well, we'll just, whenever Judd pops on, let me know, because I love talking to that man about baseball. My team lost yesterday. Um, three-run homer beat him. They were down 4-1 to one after that three-run homer. Never made it back. They lost 4-3, uh, to three, but we'll talk to Judd about that when he, when he pops on. Um, <laughs> only, only in the, the world of today, the headline, The Pope's Exorcist, which I'm assuming is a, is a movie? Yes, is with it? Russell Crowe. <clears throat> oh, Russell Crowe's in it, okay. Mm-hmm. The Pope's Exorcist has upset real exorcists. <laughs> oh, well, that big really? community is very up in arms, I guess, right? What are we going to do in the exorcist community? <laughs> what are we going to do at the next convention? Yeah. Russell Crowe's new movie, The Pope's Exorcist, is based on the supposed true story of a priest who performed exorcisms for the Vatican. Unfortunately, that hasn't earned it the endorsement of the International Association of... Ex- There's an International Association of Exorcists. Did you know that? I did not. and I, I had no clue. I'm annoyed they didn't reach out. Yeah, well, when are we going to have them on? Right. Is that the is that the possible last minute interview today at nine fifty? The International Association of Exorcists. <laughs> yes. I didn't want to tell you guys, but you figured it out. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, they've only seen the trailer and they're not impressed. They say the movie doesn't give a reliable picture of quote such a delicate and uh, relevant topic. Instead, it's uh, propose its purpose. Excuse me, is to arouse strong and unhealthy emotions such as anxiety, restlessness, and fear. That's what movies do. They give you anxiety, fear, restlessness, or happiness, joy. That's what movies are supposed to do. Do you not know that? Yeah. Who would have thought this would be uh, ex- like a an aversion that is uh, depicted more fantasy esque? Like what? Of course, yeah. it's a movie. Have you ever seen um, when they make a movie about accounting or anything like that? They, of course, they always make it ridiculous. Like that's the what they're supposed to do. If Catherine and I are on our way to see the Pope's Exorcist, I'm going to just throw in there, yeah, and I hope they show the ball game. <laughs> um, yeah, the Pope's Exorcist that does not look very good, I've got to be honest with you. I do like Russell Crowe. I think he's a hell of an actor. He's a crabby bastard. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, right? I, he. It, it's... Okay, so normally if a big actor is attached to one of these, because you know how they put out a lot of these movies where you go, especially Exorcism has like a thousand of them where you're like, uh, I think this has been done quite a bit. You, so a name, yeah. a name like Russell Crowe will either legitimize it or, I feel like in this case, doing the opposite, going, oh, Russell Crowe's in a bad spot. Like, he he had to take this movie because he either needed money or, like, he's slumming it. 
Yeah, well, maybe that's what the deal is because I haven't seen the uh, the closing on, on what they think of the movie. They also think that the movie will, quote, uh, instill the conviction that exorcism is abnormal, monstrous, and frightening phenomenon, which is the exact opposite of what occurs in the context of exorcism. Well, not in the movies I've seen. That's exactly what it does. Abnormal, monstrous, and frightening. Well, I don't know how many people are on the cusp of going into exorcism and then see a movie and go, not for me. So don't worry if that's what you're, if if yours was to uh, draw people to the field. I don't think this was your crowd. I just want to be taken over. I want my body taken over by the devil just one moment so I can look at people and go, lick me! Like that and just walk away. I don't think you're holding back from yelling that. Anyways... Um, no, that's true. It does sound like a nice vacation. Like, do I get to sleep while I am uh, currently, like, if I, why a devil or a demon is taking over my body, do I get, like, a break, like a mind break? Like, is it a full nap? That'd be good. That's not bad. Like a little, no question about that. Why would they tear Betty White's house down? I loved Betty White. Yeah, I don't, don't know. Don't mess with Betty White. I know nothing is forever, but this just feels, I don't know, evil. Betty White's home in Brentwood has been demolished. Betty had lived there since the 1960s, but after she died in 2021, it was purchased by a dentist and his wife for a little more than $10 million. $10 million, Jesus. Oh. That's some good dentistry you got going there, Pally. Uh-huh. They obviously wanted to start over from the ground up. Betty's home was pretty modest as far as, I love it. It's a modest 3,000-square-foot house that's worth $10 million. Right? How okay. modest can you be? 3,000 square foot. I'm sorry. I don't care how nice that house is or whatever it is or where it is. I ain't paying $10 million for a 3,000 square foot house for Christ's sake. I can't get over it. I keep thinking you're saying it wrong. It's only 3,000 square feet. Like what? Is yeah. it just the location? Is that what's get the price up? Oh, wait a minute. There's some pictures. I'll, I'll, I'll run it by you. Okay. Uh, 3,000 square feet with five bedrooms, six bathrooms, and a pool. It's got a pool. Oh, really? In LA? Somebody with a pool? Who ever heard of it? Okay, I'm scrolling Tiny, down now. Five bedrooms in a 3,000 square. Those are, must be tiny rooms. Oh, you know what? I think there's like a guest house attached to the garage. Maybe that's part of it. Okay. Because I'm like, I'm trying to think. Like, that's, yeah. I got to be honest with you. I love the house. I think it's very, very cool. But there is no way I would give you $10 million for that. I suppose it's the land under it, isn't it? It's got to be the location, matters. right? Yeah. And how? I yeah, wonder what the uh, lot size is. Um, it's a pretty good sized lot. It's long. It's not that deep, but it's very wide. Okay. I guess is a good way to put it. I don't know. 10 million bucks though. I, I, I just, honest to God, although I got to be honest with you, Catherine and I were thinking about, you know, at one point I was thinking about going to KLOS and doing a morning show there. Um, and we looked at houses out there and I remember looking at this house and <laughs> for some and a friend of mine, Joe, he still lives out there. He says, "Remember when you looked at this house, thinking you might buy it because you want to move to LA and blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. House just sold for fifteen million dollars. Oh, you should have invested. I should have bought the house because it wasn't anywhere near fifteen million dollars. Holy I can buckets! Promise you that. Boy, there's a lot of that stuff going on now. But, yeah, I don't know why they would tear that up. Ah, They're going to put a huge mansion on the property. I suppose that's what it's all about. But uh, I did. I I loved Betty White. Uh, Do you guys ever talk to her on one of the shows or anything? No. I would have. I just. Who doesn't love Betty White? I mean, yeah, she's perfection. Was she amazing? She was. She was a very, very nice person. Really smart. I mean, I think she was about 95. When I interviewed her one time, she's a very, very pleasant person, right? Oh, I love that. 
So we can't track down Judd? <laughs> no, nothing yet, which is so weird because he seems to be like he's, he's one of these guys that he emails you back before your initial email reaches his inbox. Right. He's like that guy who's on top of it. So, <laughs> gosh, I hope he's okay. He's like one of the only guys that frightens me when he doesn't get back to me. I'm like, is everything all right? Yeah, because he's on top of it always. Always, yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard anything yet, but uh, yeah, I'll let you know. Well, we'll stay on top of it. It'll all work out in the end. What I'm going to probably do is the second we, we find out he's ready to go, we'll, uh, we can go to the commercial break just sure. before him so we don't have to break right in the middle of his mm-hmm. schmooze. That makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. I think, anyway, something like that. Uh, I like the headline. I don't know if this story's worth a damn, but there's a picture. There's a picture of a dad sleeping in his uh, chair. No, he doesn't have his feet up. He's just sleeping in the chair, and he's leaning to his right. His right arm is on the uh, on the arm of the chair. It's pretty cushy looking, very really, really nice. Uh-huh. So dad's asleep. So what does the kid do to wake dad up? Any ideas? Um, it's not one of those chairs that like has the foot thing, is it? Nope, okay. doesn't have a foot thing. No, it's just a blue, big blue. Looks like a very comfy, cushy chair. Uh-huh. And dad is sound asleep in the chair. So how did his kid wake him up? With a pancake in the face. Eh, that's a good guess, but he's about five feet away. He opens a beer can. Oh, funny. <laughs> and Dad wakes right up, by the way. I will tell you that. Oh, there's actually a video of it. Uh, well, it starts with him sleeping, and, and then he's uh, wide awake because he heard the beer can. That's really funny. That's very cool. Kid, a smart kid there, don't you think? Yeah, that, yeah, 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 definitely. Or... Dumb because uh, depends if you want that person up or not. Well, but I think that was the whole point that he opened up the beer can because he knew that his dad loved the sound of opening beer cans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like his cowbell. It's just ding. Oh, I yeah. like, it's time. That's exactly right. You know what? Why don't you take a break here just in case Judd does want to hop on at about you know ten or twelve after, and and uh, I want to get the spots in. So why don't we take a break and be right back? Perfect. I don't know if Judd will be with us yet, but he will be soon. And we'll be right back. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Right now, MyPillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the MySlippers the number one selling MyPillow product. I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. When you use my promo code TOM, T-O-M, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings. 
Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. These will sell out. Trust me on that one. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for only 25 bucks, regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code TOM, T-O-M, for this incredible offer. They won't last long, so order now. Parents, are you tired of helping put your kids' shoes on? They're squirming, watching cartoons, anything but helping. Luckily, it's Skechers to the rescue. Introducing new hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Footwear you can just get your kids to step into and their shoes are on. You don't need to bend over. You don't need to sit on the floor and try to wrangle them on. Actually, you don't even have to touch them. With Skechers slip-ins, they just step in and go. Plus, they're so easy, they could be the first shoes your kids can put on by themselves. And Skechers slip-ins are great for older kids, too. They're quick, easy, and fun. The secret is a unique comfort pillow in the heel that helps your child's foot slide securely into place and cradle it in comfort. Plus, they're available in all types of Skechers styles, with and without laces. And most are machine washable, so you can keep them looking newer longer. Get Skechers slip-ins, the where-have-you-been-all-my-life shoes, for your kids or for mom and dad today. Find Skechers slip-ins at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish shoes are sold. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. (laughs) Jeez, it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. 122 million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. Ah, looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. See, we're back and everything. And everything's good. Uh, anything from Jay-Z yet? He's ready to roll. Oh, look at this. So what time is it where you are? 9.15 in the morning, my man. I was... Uh, I, I had said I could start at 9, but then I didn't hear back, and I forgot about it, and so I didn't start at 9. Sorry. Oh. oh well, I, sorry. I, I know I emailed you about it last week, but I don't know. It, I think it was Friday or something, so maybe. My bad. Yeah, that's all right. It's all good. We got you on My now. Bad. That's what matters, right? Exactly. Nice production. That's all I have to say. Uh, we also got, uh, <laughs> since I don't know if you heard this at all, Judd, but uh, Tom wants to start calling you Jay-Z. So if you're okay like with it. it. Yeah. We're Absolutely. Just, we're yes. just going to bring you yes. up every day with Jay-Z. The only thing I don't like, so so when I was a kid, my mom used to call me JJ because my initials are, or my middle name is Judd James, right? And I always thought, I just don't like that. I, there's something about it that's too pretentious. But Jay-Z, long before Jay-Z was Jay-Z, yes. always sounded cool, right? Well, JJ sounds right. like I should... Like I should be, I don't know, on on a yacht or something. That's so funny, Judd, because my husband's initials are JJ, and he mm-hmm. also hates it. Like, good for him. Isn't that funny? Like, I, one time somebody called him JJ, and he was like, oh, "I hate." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> okay, all right." My wife has called me J- JJ before, and I'm like, "Just stop. Just stop. Just don't, don't." Jay Z is fine. I like that, but right. again, it sounds so pretentious. It sounds like I I should be on on a yacht. You know, JJ with like JJ. some type of ro- like a robe on, like Thurston Howell the Third. 
Ooh, I like that Thurston Hollander. Lovey. I loved Lovey. There's no question about it. I have uh, not great uh, initials myself because you can go with uh, TB, which is tuberculosis, or my middle name is Mark, so you can go with TMB, which is tomb, so I just died of tuberculosis, apparently. Rest in peace. (laughs) No matter how you use my initials, it doesn't work. There's death involved, and that's just how it is. What are you going to do? But let me run this by you very quickly because... I loved my mother. I, I deeply, dearly loved my mother. Mm-hmm. But here are the very, boy, you want to talk about confusing names to give someone, really uncommon names like Thomas Mark Paul. Could it get any more boring? What do you think? Uh, that's, uh, that sounds like, uh, like a mom who was very religious there, Tom. Catholic. You are correct. Catholic, that's yep, a, yep. That's the Catholic name is what that is. You're absolutely right. Good guess, Jay-Z. Good guess. Uh, I like it. I spent 13 years in Catholic school. Yep. St. Saint Ther- Saint Therese, kindergarten through 8, Benilde St. Margaret's, 9 through 12, and so I am very familiar with the guilt. The guilt. In fact, I am named... <laughs> you. Here, here's the... Here's the weird story about my, about the name Judd. Um, so my mom, and I'm not joking. This is not a bit, okay? My mm-hmm. mom, uh, my sister was born uh, first, and then my mom w- wanted a boy so bad that she prayed to St. Jude, the patron saint of like the impossible, right? Miracles. Mm-hmm. And she was going to name me Jude. And I kid you not, it's 1969, and Hey Jude comes out. And my mom's like, Everyone's going to think I named my kid after a Beatles song. So she shortened it up or changed it, altered it slightly to Judd. And that's a true story. So you know, there's your mother's thinking ahead. Mm -hmm. Um, We were not thinking ahead because we have a dog, and Brittany knows the dog very well. Baby Jude. Baby Jude. Little he's 10, 10, 11 years old now. The only problem with that name, though, and I understand the the Beatles song and all the rest of it, but an even... More uncomfortable use uh, of that name, um, where we vacation um, is an area we love and all the rest of it, but um, I would say about 60% of the residents of the neighborhood are Jewish. So when oh. Jude's out there causing trouble and Catherine's going, Jude! It doesn't sound good. <laughs> I've never thought of it that way, but it's a really good point. It's like, whoa. She said, I just got it first. People's heads would just whip around and stare at her. What is that woman doing? (laughs) Yes, my wife running down the street hollering, Jew. Yeah, that's it. Those Bernards are so offensive. They really are. It's unbelievable. What are they doing? God, that's hilarious. I actually witnessed it once, and it did. She would go, Jude. Everybody's head would turn. It's like, what? I suppose you got to be a little touchy, man. So what's going on in your world, Pally? Our team lost yesterday. Got uh, lost to a three-run homer, 4-1, to one, and then they got back to 4-3, to three, but walked away a loser in that one anyway. It's a disappointing loss, though, because I, I don't know if you yeah. got much of the game, but the White Sox did everything they could to gift that game to the Twins. This is one of the yeah. stupidest baseball teams I've ever seen, the White Sox. Um, and, I mean, the errors, the mental mistakes, it, when you take two of three from Houston, that's pretty damn good, right? Like, you'll, yeah. take, you'll take that. It's a series oh, win. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. So, so Sunday, they had two hits and didn't do much, but it's like they still won Friday and Saturday. But then yesterday against uh, a, a division foe, um, 
And that foe is basically doing everything they can to hand you that baseball game. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of these games, so you know it's not like football or something where you where you dissect them all. Um, but it's disappointing when you when when you are at home and are basically gifted a game and can't take that gift. It's a little disappointing. No, you're absolutely right. You're at home and you get beat by a team. What three errors? Mm-hmm. Three and errors countless, and countless stupid mistakes. I mean, yes. they are butchers in the field. We got to take the last two from them. I'm telling you, because we're going to New York, and that ain't going to be easy. Absolutely, right. yeah. And and look, the White Sox have some pitching, but they are they are a sieve on runs because one, as we just talked about, the defense stinks, and two, um, I think they gave up. I think in like two of the three games before they played the Twins yesterday, they had given up double digit runs as well. So yes, mm-hmm. I'm with you. And yes, when you're going to go play four against the Yankees. You cannot count on a lot of wins until things change dramatically, right? You can't count yep. on the Twins go- going there and, uh, let's say, taking two of the four or three. So I'm I'm with you. you. You need to capitalize. They've got, what, a? I think they play at night tonight, and then they have an afternoon game on Wednesday before they play the four against the Yankees. So I'm with you, Tom. We got to go. We got to win the last two against Chicago, and we got to take two out of four from uh, from from New York too. We got to we got to stay on the road, man. It looked good. That pitching, oh my God! Through oh, so yeah. I, I went on on Friday and Saturday. You know, Sonny Gray in the opener was just yep. phenomenal. He was yep. so damn good, and and he got to pitch deep into the game. It was a miracle. It was an opening day miracle, Tom. And uh, and then on Saturday again. I mean, the start. It's amazing, and I know it's it's what nine ten games in now, so it's still a long way to go. But right. isn't it incredible? How much more enjoyable Twins baseball is to watch when the pitching across the board is pretty consistent and good? I got to be honest with you. You made my day at that very game you're talking about mm-hmm. because when I was a kid, you would get phone calls, obviously not on a cell phone, on your home home line. But you contacting me during a Twins game while you were there, and then I responded to that. And it, I hadn't done that since I was a teenager, man. That was great to hear from you during a Twins game. That's awesome. Oh, I look, I'd love I love I love contacting friends about sports. So I will I will if you don't mind make that a habit to contact you and send you a picture or something because yeah, that's that's half the fun of sports in my opinion. That's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I felt like I was a yeah. teenage boy again, having fun watching sports with a friend of mine. And I, I just, the whole, when, by the way, Judd did exactly what I asked him to do. I said, man, bring home a winner. And he got it done. That's all I'm saying. I got two wins, too. I got a Friday win. And, and <laughs> here's the problem I didn't go on Sunday and they lost. That's the problem. See, I got to blame you for it's, that. It's your it's fault. It's all about me. You're exactly right. No, I'm, seriously, I know that might sound weird to a lot of people, but that boyhood thing of talking to your friends during a Twins game, I looked forward to that. And just out of the blue, because we, we didn't talk about you were going to do that or anything, all of a sudden I just noticed that you texted me. I'm like, man, this is I'm back in my teen years, baby. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's, and that's why I think it's so much fun when teams are good, right? Because like, if they yep. start to stink, it's not nearly as much fun to be excited about a game. But if they're good and competitive... That's where it's it's fun because the sense of community along with a good team is just so much fun. And and that goes back, of course, to what? 
the two World Series championships. Like, yep. like you think about yep. how easy it was to talk to your friends about those teams, right? Or call them during the playoff games. Uh, it was remarkable. And that's what made that so much damn fun. And that's what makes when teams in this town, on the rare occasion that they do actually win, I think that's the best part. I do, too. That's what sports is supposed to be. And and by the way, I'm a huge Viking fan, too, but it's a different deal because talking to someone during a, a, a National League, or excuse me, an NFL game, is it's too mad because it's all about, it's not about happiness and joy. It's about anger and, and aggressiveness. You know what yes. I mean? Because yes. that's football. And, and I, I think that the problem, too, is, like, that's exactly right, but the amount of angst that just surrounds the Vikings, like specifically oh, the Vikings God. because of what we've seen, yeah. is so off the charts. It's very unfortunate. I agree, but I, and, I, and I don't want to stay off baseball too long, but I just don't understand why they're bringing that quarterback back again. The guy can't get any, makes $80 billion, and has he ever won anything ever? He has won in his career, which, of course, started in Washington, and he's been a starter for about, I don't know, seven years now. I I believe we're looking at one playoff win. He beat the Saints in that playoff game in 19, and I think that's it. I've said this. He is – he's fine. Like, he is fine. Yeah, he is. Right. He is extremely – at his best, he can be damn good. But I have contended this for a long time. He will never win. Or, in my opinion, get close no. to a Super Bowl here. He just doesn't have that. He doesn't have the emotion. Like, Tommy Kramer had a lot of emotion. And, and I think the world of Tommy never did win uh, one himself either. But but he had a lot of emotion playing quarterback, which I really enjoyed. Look at how your, look at how your friends from the two Twins World Championship teams were wired. And I think that's the most important thing. Yep. Herbeck and Gaetti had a gene that a lot of us don't have, man. They, they've they got a, like, their, their attitude and what they brought and their inability to get frazzled. Like, Cousins is, Cousins is a frazzle king. The more things get tough, in my yep. opinion. Yep. Now, now, in the regular season, he corrected that, okay? But look, mm-hmm. they won 13 games, and I know fans were like, this is great, they won. And yes, it was fun. But they lost at home in a playoff game. After yes. 13 wins. So, you know, too. what does that say? And, and plus here, Tom, too. Um, and I know that the fans of Cousins don't want to talk about this, but it was fourth and eight. Your season was on the line. So, like, that, <laughs> oh, this is your season. This isn't, yeah. this isn't some random game in November. Fourth and eight, your season on the line, and he threw a check down pass. Yeah. What, three yards? Yeah. I mean, it, it's incredible. Why would you do that? It makes no sense. That's the type of thing that a Herbeck or Gaiety wouldn't have done. No, <laughs> exactly. that's very, very true. Uh, I mean, that whole thing, getting back into it again, uh, you know, switching back to baseball for a second. Being around those guys in 1987, because, I mean, I got very, very lucky, I suppose. But I predicted that before the season in 1987, the Twins would win the World Series. And everybody said, you're out of your mind. I said, man, the league is set up for a team like this. They're young. They're very aggressive. They all get along. They really like being around each other. To me, that's the number one thing for a successful sport of any kind. If you enjoy being around your teammates, you're going to win a hell of a lot more. Right? That's a huge starting point. Absolutely. Huge. huge. Absolutely. In, in fact, I would contend that part of 
the reason why I don't like the Wolves' chances is because they're fighting in public on the bench on Sunday. <laughs> that doesn't work. No, you're you're so right. Like, I, I appreciate all of the advanced metrics people, right? Who try and like, yeah, yep, and who try and like game the game itself. I get that, but I people don't understand prof- or sports. Highly competitive sports are not fantasy or rotisserie league. They are human beings who have to mix together and and if if not, you know, get along really well is probably too strong. That helps. Um, but there has to be the chemistry's right. So I'm with you completely. The chemist if the chemistry's not right, I don't think that you're going to win at I, I mean you can win games, but I don't think that you're going to get a championship. And the chemistry doesn't mean that you all like go out to eat constantly and no, things like no, that. No. Nope. But it yep. but it does mean that I think that there's a respect in and most importantly, I also think that there needs to be an understanding of of who slots in where, if that makes sense. No, it makes total sense to me because you look at that whole team. You talked about Herbeck and Gaetti. You throw in uh, the Timmy Laudners and the Roy Smalleys of the world. And I mean, that whole team, the pitching, yes. Burt Blylevin. I love talking to Burt Blylevin. I'm, I'm kind of sad that he's not around anymore because I really liked him a lot. But it was just, you could just tell those guys really liked one another. They kind of came up together, they were very lucky. Herbeck came up, what did he say, in 81? I thought it was 82, but he said he, he I think he came up in 81, the end of the 81 season. Is that he right? He did. Yes, yes. In, in fact, because he wore, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, his first game, Yankee Stadium wearing 26, skinny as a rail, yes. homered off George Frazier. Uh, you're right, though. He was rail thin, man. It was something else. Oh, my but God, you, yeah. Let me ask you a question about Ken Herbeck, and I'm very serious mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen someone as big and broad-shouldered and tall as that man is do the splits? The fact he, the fact that he did not win a Gold Glove, is I know, one of the biggest BS things. In and, and look, Gold Gloves are you know, they're they're very respected, but they're I think if I'm not mistaken, the managers vote. So like, there's a lot that they don't know or don't care about. Yeah, but yeah. how did he not? How did he not win a Gold Glove? He was no. he was phenomenal. He was phenom- a phenomenal defensive player. Brittany, I heard you go, what? Yeah, the splits thing. That's amazing. Herbeck oh, could do God, the splits. Yes. It was unbelievable. And I don't care how, how big and broad-shouldered he was. and he, as, even as, He could still do the splits. It was unbelievable to watch that. That's awesome. His, he, he was basically, for lack of a better term, he was basically twinkle-toes Fred Flintstone around first base. <laughs> <laughs> because he made... Brittany, he made every play. I love that. I'm, like, loving that imagery right now. It's exciting. Oh, yes. That's all I know. Yes, very exciting. exciting. And that that was so much fun. And and the incredible thing about that team, too, and Smalley and I, so Smalley was a guest on our show back in the day, Tom, and the incredible thing about that team, and Roy and I fought about this, and he knows more, but, my God, the statistics back me up here. I, I will say this, as much as I, for a lot of things, especially baseball, despised the Metrodome, I've always said that team does not win a World Series playing outside. Couldn't agree more. You're absolutely right. They won that those two World Series uh, in part, not most, uh, the biggest part, but in part because they played in that building. There's no doubt about it. 
And I think the 91 team would have had a chance. Like, that was a really good team. Um, yes, but yes. the 87 team, look at the home record just throughout the whole year and the road. And if I'm not mistaken, one of the legends I've heard, and it might have been in the in the playoffs, ALCS against the Tigers, one of the stories I've heard is that it got sold out at one point that a Tigers player threw up. Like, it was just... Really? That was deafening. Like, oh, it was. I was, it was. there. It was in, It was the most incredible, you know, and, and at that point in time, I don't think that we had ever seen baseball associated with noise like that. And the the noise in that place, I think, was just so intimidating. Um, and the Twins were great there. They could not, for the life of them, that team in particular, couldn't win on the road. But, my God, was that place rocking. You know, it's so fun thinking about that, too, because um, – I joined the queue on, on April 16th, 1986. Mm-hmm. And because of the twins, I literally, we went from last to first in 18 months. I will never forget that as long as everybody was listening to that show because we were being honest about sports instead of kissing up to them or ripping them or whatever. Yes. Uh, everybody tuned in. I will never forget. Man, I've been a very, very lucky guy in this, in this business. No doubt about it. And at, at that time, too... Um, that was the sports show. Like yeah, your, it was. your stuff with Mark was <laughs> was the sports show. Seriously, there, there was no K fan at that time. No, there was nothing. You guys, you guys were the only guys. And the best part was was when you would take the segments as long as possible. So it was just great because it was like a full show it was. Know, of sports. I loved it. We had a great time doing it. There's no question about that. And I, and I will be. Look, like I said, nine years old, going to my first Twins game. I will never give it up till the day I die. I almost said something there. <laughs> but in any case, I will always be a Twins fan. I love the Twins, even though the years that sucked and all the rest of it, and they had no chance. And you can go out and watch them at the beginning of the season and go, these guys are not good enough to win anything. Yep. Uh, but I think this team, uh, I'm not saying they're going to win the World Series, but this team is pretty damn good. And I guess we're going to find out how good they are in the next six games. So what? What's your favorite year from a bad Twins team where you you just thought it, it was fun? Like, is there one team that stands out that might not have been that, that competitive but was still a ton of fun? You know, I think going back to go, the Met. Yeah, I'm, and I was going to say that I'd have to go all the way back to that uh, the '81 and '82 seasons because you saw all these people just go away and they all these young guys come in and you just watched them develop and come along and it. it, it yeah, I would say for teams that were not very good, I loved yep. the 81, 82, 83 Twins. I really did. And that's TK's guys from Orlando, yep. right? A lot of those guys had played yes. it, uh, yes. for Tom. Okay. Because that was, yeah, you're right, because Her- Herbeck came up. And was that was that Papa Up who he replaced? It was right around that time. <laughs> Papa Up, baby. <laughs> yeah. God, Ron Jackson. You went from Carew to Ron Jackson. That was very depressing. Oh my God! Did he get mad at me for calling him Pop Up? But that's all he ever did was Pop Up. <laughs> it's it's one of the great lines of all time. He, he was Papa Up. I'm just because uh, he called him Papa Jack. I know that's why it was so great. <laughs> it's like Papa Jack, my ass. How about Papa Up? I think Royce even used it in one of his columns. To tell you the truth, yeah, but, no, I no. think I think he did use it somewhere. <laughs> and, and again, to your point, Ron Jackson became livid about it. Despite the fact oh, it's yeah. a great name. 
oh, he hated it. And, and he he was one of those guys who would look for me in the stands whenever the game started because he was so pissed off about it. So would, had would Fred, you scr- Fred, scream it or what? Like would, would Oh, yeah, you, oh, absolutely. Call, oh, God, that's great. You have to remember one thing that uh, I used to drink back then, so I got a little louder than I am now, if you know what I mean. All right? No, no way. You were loud? Oh, man. You know, oh, the, and whole... the thing about the Met, too, Tom, was everyone could hear everything you said because it was oh, usually yep. pretty empty. Oh, now i got to make sure. You have to be out by 36, don't you? Uh, we can go till, uh, let, let's go to 940 since I, I was a bit tardy myself. How about that? Well, if that's okay with you. but So, yeah, are you going to start coming on at 9 now? Mm-hmm. Are oh, you going to be on from Most nine definitely to can. One? Okay, and you want to be on from you? nine nine to what? Hey, it works for me. I love talking about this stuff. There's no nine thirty. I don't care. I'll stick around and what, chime in. What whatever works. I love life. That's all I'm saying. So we're going to, we're going to nine forty this morning, which works for me. Uh, no, back to that whole situation. Uh, I love that their announcers. I thought they were magnificent. Uh, I am. I will tell you one thing, Jay Z. I'm getting six thousand. I, I have one of those watches, the, what an Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. So every email we're getting, I'm getting on my watch. Man, we're getting a lot of emails. <laughs> I'll tell you that. People are very jacked up about their twins. You know what I mean? So wait, the emails are coming in on your watch. You got to turn that off, man. That's got to be annoying as heck. I do have to remember Butch Weininger from Pat. I will. I'll remember Butch Weininger, oh, no question about love it. Love that kid. You you recall the great Calvin line about Butch, but beyond the the love that kid line, um, when, when Butch, so Butch, you know, came up, as you recall, first year was great, right? Things were going great. Mm-hmm. And somewhere, somewhere in that time, maybe a second or third year, he got married, and Calvin's line was, He's struggling because I think he's chasing that, that w- wife of his around the bedroom too much. Yes, he did. I forgot that. That's wonderful. I forgot all about that. That's Oh, God, thanks for that memory. Yeah, Butch didn't <laughs> no. like that. No, no, and Butch was probably <laughs> justified. But you know what? It's quintessential <laughs> Calvin, right? I mean, my God, Calvin. Oh, yeah. Calvin's a whole different story, and there's some bad stuff, too, but my, my goodness, was he... Uh, he was a guy who wasn't too concerned about how he was quoted. Yeah, no no question about that. Calvin, um, obviously, I was I was working at Capitol Records. At the, the, when I first became a twin season ticket holder, I was working at Capitol Records. I think it was 1977, I think it was the year when I was first a season ticket holder. By the way, four tickets between home plate and the, uh, the left field dugout Mm-hmm. Um, four tickets, eleven bucks a ticket. Forty-four dollars oh for four tickets, right, yeah. b- right between the plate. And I was in like row two. Unbelievable! <laughs> like, what? I know. What, what? I was gonna say ticket oh, ticket prices are just so out of hand because I had an old neighbor of mine. I was out snowblowing one day, and he walked by me, and he goes, "He was an older gentleman," and he goes, "You a Vikings fan?" I said, uh, "You know, I don't mind the Vikings." He goes. Check this out. And he reaches into his wallet and he pulls out a ticket stub from the first time the Minnesota Vikings were in the Super Bowl. He's been walking oh. around with this since then. Seven dollars oh got him into the yep. game. Seven dollars yep. to get into a Super Bowl. <laughs> wow. Oh. Like, wow. Oh my God. What's an And beer was like a dollar, right, Tom? Seventy-five yep. Yep. cents for a beer? Yes, sir. No doubt about it. Had some of the greatest vendors in the history. What was the man's name again that wore the umbrella hat? Remember those old, you could you could put it on like a hat, and it was actually a little umbrella. 
and he was one huh. of the beer salesmen. What the hell was his name? He's a great guy. The only guy I remember was Wally. Well, Wally the Beer Man was phenomenal, too. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right. See, that's when you know you're a fan. When you're when you're a fan of the beer man, that's that's great news <laughs> yeah, for right? all of us right there. Good guy to be a it's fan of. It's such a though. wonderful game. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Well, we gotta get you out of here, man. It's nine forty, but uh so tomorrow you'll be on from like nine to nine thirty, is that correct? Perfect, yes. Nine o'clock tomorrow. All Talk right. to you then. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Thank you, sir. Y'all later. Ladies and gentlemen, score north Judd Zolgad. We just call him Jay Z around here. You know how that works, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm reading about this guy with the hat, and uh-huh. the only thing that I'm coming up with is that it says uh, it's a guy with the hat that walked from stands. The uh, beer guy with the umbrella hat at the old Met who would respond, "Milk for you, son." When my juvenile friends and I would try to order a beer, <laughs> but I don't see, I don't see anything else about this guy though. I don't know what's up with this dude. I don't yeah. Hmm. I don't see anything else. Weird. What are we? Nine five two six hundred twenty five seventy five. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Somebody out there knows who I'm talking about because he was the nicest man. The African American guy wore an umbrella, a Brock umbrella. They were called because uh, uh, Brock, Lou Brock, invented them. The the guy played, I think, for St. Louis Cardinals. It was called a Brock umbrella, and he would put it on as a hat because that's what. So in other words, you wouldn't have to carry an umbrella. You just wear it on your head. Pretty good idea, don't you think? Yeah, right? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I'll keep searching. I cannot believe I can't remember his name, because I knew his name for my whole life. From the time I was a teenage boy, I knew his name. Just a great guy. And then there was another guy who was about 90, an old white guy. And he's, he's coming around and go, Popcorn. Pop, very freshly popped. The fresh, most freshly popped popcorn of all time. <laughs> he would just go on and on about the popcorn. <laughs> God, needs, I love sports. Guy needs a pipe man for the popcorn. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> but that's part of sports, too, is what happens in the stands, what happens with your friends, what's happening on the field. The whole thing is just such a great experience, don't you think? Yeah, it's it's great. I think there's... I love hearing you guys get excited about it and getting, you know, and I just, I'm, I'm a little nervous. I I can't lie. I've heard this excitement before and I have heard this excitement turn to ash in your mouth. So I am, I am going to ask you to, um, lower your expectations just a titch and, uh, go into this knowing that we are not going to let this Take us for an emotional roller coaster. You're mean to me. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> That's all I have to say. You're mean to me. Yeah. Um, but that's the whole thing about sports for me. It's not just about which teams are on the field. It's about what's going on on the field, what's going on in the stands, what's going on in the, in the state at that particular time. Uh, all of it. I don't care if it's the warm-ups, watching, watching them take batting practice. Things would happen, man. It was just a joy. Yeah. Absolute joy. Don't you think? Well, that's great to hear. I love it. Uh, I don't know what this means. I have not opened the story yet. It just says Rudy might be able to come close to this. Uh-oh. So I don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. But Rudy might be able to come close to this is what it says. So here we go. It's from Wise Brothers, so that's good. Is the sound of someone else cracking their knuckles irritating to you? If so, this TikTok is your worst nightmare. A 23-year-old guy in Sweden named Ole Lunden uh, just broke the world record for knuckle cracking, the most continuous cracking of different joints. He started with his fingers, then moved to his neck, his toes, his back, and eventually cracked 46 different joints in a row. 
Guinness posted a rapid-fire video where all 46 pops are condensed down to 12 seconds. 12, that must sound really good, man. Uh, down to 12 seconds. A previous record of 40 cracks was set uh, back in December, and this one might not last long either. A few people online are already claiming they could beat the 46, and they're going to give it a whirl, man. Now, I don't know if I can get the audio up or not. Here, I can bring this up for you guys. Oh, is yeah. it rough? Yeah, do you guys want... Yeah, 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 yeah. You okay yeah, with cracking course. joints? Okay. Yeah, let's... Okay. I'm not... Yeah. That thing throws me off. Oh my okay. God. Let's hear it. Here you go. Oh, wow. Okay. Neat. <laughs> so, after this came out yesterday with the 46 joints, I went home last night yeah. and tested how many I could crack in a row, and the best I could do was 23. Which is also impressive. That's not bad. It is impressive. Yeah, I could never do that. I don't. I, I don't. Can't remember the last time I cracked them this morning. But I could. I might be able to get. Because what I do is I take like you know when you give like a fist bump. Yeah, yeah. You put your knuckles together. Knuckles together. I'll see if I can get it. I don't know. If, I feel like I just did it like ten minutes ago. So. Oh. Um, one or two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those are good ones. Pretty good. Yeah, but I, when, I can do that. The next time I no. get it like a, no. I get it all sort of like. Because when I do it, like, there was a guy I used to work with, and he'd be down the hallway from me yeah. after the show, and he'd hear me do it, and he would go, stop! Yeah. Because he just couldn't handle the sound of it, because it's very loud and very disturbing, yeah. Don't hmm. be such a baby. Nothing. See, mine don't pop loud. That's why I can't do it. I can pop my knuckles, but it doesn't hardly make any noise. The only one I can do is my neck. And that's Ooh, it. There it is. Ah, yeah. There you go. See, there you go. And I can do my fingers like seven different ways. So oh. I got the regular one, but then I get like these little side ones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, stop. That's pretty yeah. amazing. So Also, like, do you think they, cr they crack more because you crack them a lot, right? Like, I thought that was the thing. Like, the more you do it, the more it does oh, really? it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Hmm. So, I like, you're trying to, you shouldn't, unless, I don't know if there's anything negative to it, but if you don't want to have, like, because like I, I never crack my knuckles and they like don't make any noise. Right. We need to take a break now. Do we know if we have someone coming up in the, after the break? Uh, we do not. They will actually be on tomorrow at nine fifty. Is it still a surprise? It. Yes. Oh. Should it be a surprise? <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be. I'll definitely give you guys. I didn't want to uh, give you guys details today and then screw it up. So I was yeah. just. I'll wait until tomorrow. But yeah, you'll get something tomorrow morning. But we will have an interview tomorrow morning at nine fifty. Nice. Works for me. Somebody I'll really like. Yes, absolutely. Yes. No, no. You'll you'll like this person. Yes. What if I hate him? Well, that's going to have to be on you, Tom. You're going to have to dig My deep. Problem. And yes. You know, I, I'll, I agree. That'll be super fun, anyways. Mm -hmm. For me, as somebody who's just kind of like um, gets to enjoy the interaction, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like either outcome. Mm -hmm. Then it works for me, too. What the hell? Uh, I want to read this going into the break because this, this stuff has got to stop. There's no question. Now, I don't know if anything was happening here, but it sounds suspicious. St. Olaf student arrested after items of concern found in door room, uh, dorm room. Yeah. Northfield police say weapon-related items were found in a residence hall room that could lead to potential acts of violence. Eek. That's all I'm saying. Eek. It's not uh, good. Northfield, yeah, it doesn't sound good. A St. Olaf College student is in custody, held on suspicion of making terroristic threats after a dorm room was searched on Wednesday. Northfield Police Chief Mark Elliott. I used to work with him at, over at Capitol. Really? No, it's a different market. Oh. Never mind. Said it. I was being a smart ass. Oh. Not a very good smart ass, but you know. I uh, said his department was con contacted after school. Public safety officers searched a residence uh, hall room 
found magazines for firearms along with other items of concern. Yeah, like actual weapons, I think they found. Did they not? It must be because it was an arrest, right? Like, you can't just have, like, magazine. Like, uh, like there must be something. It's, it can't be minimal. Yeah, no, I, I think you're. I think you're absolutely right. No question about that. Um, so yeah, St. Olaf student was identified and interviewed about the incident before he was suspended and left campus. Is there any other reason you do to have firearms in your dorm room? It sounds very suspicious. Um, it's funny because, um, well, this is not a related incident, but so when my husband went to school in Bemidji, a bunch of people it, they had to have like a formal talk. Because so many people would bring up their weapons for hunting season and just put it in their oh, dorm sure. and think nothing of it. And they finally were like, yeah, you guys can't have guns in your dorm. We're sorry. Like, our bad. You can't. You just can't. <laughs> Good. It's just funny where you're like, oh, yeah. They didn't even think of it. Glad to hear it. Let's not have guns in the dorm room. What let's, do you say? Let's not. We need to take a break. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. Wrap things up right after this. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Right now, MyPillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the MySlippers the number one selling MyPillow product, and I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. When you use my promo code TOM, T-O-M, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. These will sell out. Trust me on that one. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for only 25 bucks. Regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code TOM, T-O-M, for this incredible offer. They won't last long, so order now. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. It is 9.51 now, about uh, nine minutes till 10 o'clock. Cottage country in Canada may not be for everyone. Here's why some are leaving. I don't know what, do you know anything about cottage country in Canada? Cottage country, it sounds amazing. I I know that it was a spot where a lot of people during COVID decided to move to because they wanted to get out of the cities. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Makes absolute sense. When the pandemic hit, some Canadians traded pavement for trails and outdoor pools for lakes. Now, after experiencing rural cottage living for some time, many have discovered it may not be for them. A new report from Royal LePage 
is predicting cabins and cottages across the country will have a price drop as many people head back to the city. Denise Johnston, uh, didn't they announce the name nationally this morning that the pandemic is over? Yeah, it was really funny. I saw <laughs> they made that announcement, and they obviously grabbed like a stock photo of Biden with. And for some oh, reason, yeah. yes. he was with an Easter bunny. Yes. <laughs> he was pointing at the Easter bunny. He was, and it just was so funny because it was like a very serious headline. It was like a president announces, you know, uh, or will announce that COVID is over. And then it's just him with an Easter bunny. And it just was so funny to me. I have a question for you guys about that because some people be- uh, don't ever believe any of this stuff was uh, just a natural occurrence, that it actually occurred. And they, some people think it was on purpose, as a matter of fact. Why do other people get so upset when you don't wish to believe that the COVID thing went right down the a straight line like, like the, it was supposed to have? I mean, if somebody thinks it took some odd turns and is kind of questionable, I don't. I mean, I had I had COVID twice, as a matter of fact. Whatever. One time I was sick as hell. The other one wasn't that bad. But if somebody wants to argue whether there really was COVID or where, I mean, there was COVID, but where it came from, where it didn't come from, how it happened, why do people get so angry about stuff that neither of you know for sure you you know you're right yeah neither of you know you're right why get upset well i mean i think some of it can be very offensive and and hit home when you have loved ones that have died from covid and you hear somebody saying that it's not real you know i've got my stepbrother mike um he works as a respiratory therapist and his job i mean he was in constantly having these like panic attacks and his job was so hard and he watched people die and he watched people begging for a vaccine on their deathbed but it was too late he you know and i'm not i'm not i don't have that like closeness to it but i i do know a lot of people in the medical field and i would say you know be careful who you say that around because i would say that there's a lot of ptsd still from people who had to work in healthcare during covid you know, that makes total sense, but also by the same token, you'll probably never see that person again, so why do you even care? Yeah, I, I would think at this point, people are going to, you got to let people have their own thoughts. If somebody wants to walk around saying COVID's not real and they weren't attacked, uh, like touched by any tragic thing that happened, you go, mm-hmm. wow, must be nice. It's, you're, you're yeah, living, you're great. living a good life and uh, you are very sheltered and that's great. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole situation is I just really, really, really wish that the news would stop pissing everybody off because we are overreacting to everything. Yes, it would be, look, I had COVID twice, so I know it existed. I don't know where it came from. And you know what? I don't give a rat's ass where it came from. Yeah. My family got through it. Uh, I don't believe I know anybody that died of COVID. Maybe I did, but I don't think I do. Yeah, I Uh, got so, I was pregnant and um, I got so sick and I had to. Yeah. Constantly watch the temp because if you hit a certain temp while you're pregnant, you have to go in because the baby can't survive at a certain temp. So that mm-hmm. was terrifying, and you can't take a lot of drugs. Um, so it was. Well, I knew you love taking drugs, so that must have been oh, hard. Oh, trust on you. me, <laughs> I'm loaded up today. This bee isn't trying to get pregnant at this second, so I'm on like the. It's like says all over. Do not take if you're pregnant. Yeah. Will knock you out. Like mm-hmm. if I say something irresponsible, blame it on the mucinex. 
That'll do it. Uh, people that did move out to the country have maybe now uh, spent a good year, including a winter, looking at what's, involving, uh, what's involved in living out in the country. Johnson told CTV's Your Morning on Monday. Some of the challenges Johnson said cottage life entails include septic systems, wells, travel on snow-covered roads, wear and tear on vehicles. In addition, she said, with back-to-work mandates, some may not be able to work remotely anymore. I think within the next year is when uh, we're going to start seeing people heading back toward the city, Johnson said, especially when they have to do, uh, they have to come back to work. Well, it doesn't really, they, they don't really want to leave the country. It says city people don't fit in the country. It doesn't say they want to leave the country, but they have to go back to work, right? Yeah. I could see it being fun for a little bit, and then after, like, you realize septic tanks can go awry, and yeah. some yeah. of those things that you, the luxuries that you've had, you go, all right, I think I'm over this. Yeah. They're having a problem at uh, the pounds right now. All these uh, animal shelters. Oh yeah, oh, really? I, yeah. Because I work for secondhand hounds, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a lot of people who got dogs during the pandemic, and they are bringing them back. Yeah, and it, some people talk about the bright side of COVID, which you know I think we were on like day I don't know twelve, and because there was no sports going on, ESPN was like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna switch programming. You guys might remember a, a, a movie called Dodgeball where there was ESPN eight. The Ocho, yes. uh-huh. and it yep. showed all of the secondary, third-tier sports that nobody watched, but it was always these weird kind of things like lawnmower racing. Yeah. And everyone thought, what a great idea. And then after day three of the national rock-skipping competition, I was like, well, somebody play a goddamn <laughs> basketball game. Anything. I, got, I can't take this anymore. No, it's understandable. No question about it. So, yeah, so a lot of people going back to work. It's a, I don't know. I, I like, visited my, my grandparents, lived on Swan Lake up near Long Prairie, Minnesota. Uh-huh. Loved going to their cabin, hanging out there and all the rest of it. So I don't know if I could have lived there or not. I Maybe, maybe not. Maybe there's not enough to do or whatever. But one thing I did like is there was a bar up there that would serve 12-year-olds, which I liked. Love that yeah. for you. Um, yeah, there are a lot of people going back to work. Um and I think a lot of them are embracing like the hybrid of it all. And mm-hmm. um, my husband works at General Mills, and they have a huge campus, and so they're trying to get people back. And there's like the back and forth. But um, you know, as somebody who I I'm going to say this, knowing that I don't work a traditional job, I would appreciate if my husband got the hell out of the house and went to work. <laughs> and not only because oh. he'd be gone. But because he doesn't know that blurred line of when to stop work, because the formalness of going to a job and doing it there, because he's so bad with boundaries, like a lot of times he'll be working at to like six or seven because it's just his home office. Like, I think there would be something really healthy about him going to work and then leaving it there because we are not experiencing that now. <laughs> You're getting all whipped up, are you? Yeah, he's just getting like he'll we'll work late and he'll work random like oh you know and and um oh, if he, if I like you know put on a show he doesn't watch he just kind of goes to his computer and starts working and it's like uh I just hate that blurred work life balance. Ah, uh, you'll be fine. Calm down, sister. I, I will not calm down. <laughs> Forget it. Never. I will never calm down, and that's just how it is. Yeah. We got through another one. What do you think of that action? That was a hard one. I was ex- I'm exhausted. You're exhausted. You're worn out. <laughs> I had to take a nap. <laughs> I thought you were taking one during the show. What the hell? That's the Mucinex. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, that was so great. When I, I remember what you were laughing, but uh, at one point in the show, Brittany's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would like to apologize to all of our listeners for the next three weeks as I battle this cold. I'm so sorry. Indeed. All right, pals. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye, Tom.